This hot, this the spot, there it is, pod.com. We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them. We're talking about life and life to stream right to you from the microphone right to your home, dude. Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo, because there it is. Welcome to the There It Is podcast, a comedy podcast to help you find your inspiration. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. Thanks so much for being here. I have a fun episode for you today. It's a pop talk episode, and I am talking all that pop with girlfriend of the show, Justina, best friend of the show, Rob, and brother of the show, Trey. We're talking the Snyder Cut, MCU, Disney Plus shows, and an action comedy movie bracket. And we had a real fun chat talking about all these things. We start with the Snyder Cut, and, uh, you know, why talk about it? Why don't we just get right to it? Here's my chat with the Of The Show gang. Well, thanks for joining me, Of The Show veterans. Uh, We have girlfriend of the show, best friend of the show, and brother of the show here. Hello. Not that anyone sees Hello. me waving. I know or I was waving. Too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a, it's a, a lot of podcasts nowadays are going both audio and visual. So I think people will see this, right? Right, Jason? Yeah. I, I guess <laughs> technically someone could potentially see this. <laughs> yeah. Like I think like Edward Snowden in NSA and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> we're, 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 we live stream on 8chan, right? <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, just all the, the dark web. Yeah, where we post it, and that's why uh, uh, I'm not more popular now. Yeah. <laughs> of course, this has been deemed the action comedy bracket episode, but that's the last topic we're going to talk about. Before that, we're going to talk about the MCU shows. Uh, there, I guess it's the Marvel Television Universe, and we're going to start by talking all that pop about the Snyder Cut. <laughs> Hold it's on, before, popping off. No, it, when every time we say action bracket, can we do the explosion sound like, or can you edit in explosion sounds like? Sure. Or like maybe Star Wars lasers. Like, or I don't know if you well, know this. But that doesn't I'm a, feel I, like action comedy. I don't, is Star I'm Wars a part-time Wars. Foley artist, so can I can I do a little bit of? That's that's my. That's pretty Uh-oh. good. Gun cock. That's, that is pretty good. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my gunshot's not too good, but so i have a small child so (laughs) no sorry Uh, well yeah we can certainly edit in uh let's get a clean gun reloading you over the shit We'll see how that works. <laughs> yeah, we, we we need uh we need what's his name from the police academy movies. Yeah, know? was it Winslow? Michael Michael Winslow? Yeah, Michael Winslow. Winslow yeah. yeah. Let's talk Justice League, the Snyder Cut. It's finally out. We all saw it. Did you like it? Now let's actually start with Justina because Justina, when we talked about the Justice League Snyder Cut in the previous Pop Talk episode, you got a big laugh in that. You were saying, eh, I don't really think I want to see it, but you saw it. Oh yeah. I I don't remember saying I didn't want to, I believe you. I oh, you you it. said you said the, the laugh was because you said it's gonna be long, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was so well done Probably because they not. had the chapters, the parts, you know, so you could pause or whatever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um yep. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was like so much fun and I thought it was great. And all the Amazonian stuff, always a big fan of that. Uh, the only part that I didn't like uh, was the end because the movie ended and then there were all these things that seemed tacked on to the end to me. Um, but only one thing that, was overall, tacked really on. Only one right? thing was tacked on. Only the Joker scene was actually tacked on. The, Everything uh, else was... No, no, no. The Martian Manhunter thing was also... That tacked. was originally supposed to be John Stewart Green Lantern. The studio wouldn't let him do it. They shot John Stewart Green Lantern as that scene. Studio didn't let him do it, so they had to redo it. That as was clearly a re-shot. Because Ben then. Affleck, because ben Affleck but, but like, not but not tacked on is what I mean. Because I shot they shot the original version, and that's seventy. I see what you mean. You were drawing scene. a distinction between the fact that the Joker scene was written Just added. for the Snyder cut, mm-hmm. not originally was it going to be a part of. It. Okay, 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because they because they were gonna do that scene as Green Lantern coming in. Okay, well, 70, try, 75% uh, percent of that dialogue was the same. You mm-hmm. have a lot to say. Uh, what did you think <laughs> about the movie? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> uh, I I actually am like Justina. I really liked it. Uh, I didn't really see anything that I didn't like. I mean, any I told Jason privately that stuff that I didn't think quite worked is really a Batman versus Superman problem and mm, how it yeah. was set up there. But if you look at this movie in isolation, to me, there wasn't any fat that needed to be trimmed. Like if, if Snyder had been allowed to do this as the theatrical cut, obviously he wouldn't have been able to do four hours. So they would have forced him to cut stuff. Could I find stuff that he could cut to get down to three hours or whatever? Sure. But I didn't actually see stuff that didn't help the story or didn't help the characters, stuff that I thought needed to come out. Hmm. And I and I liked it as is. Like I, I was actually surprised at how much I liked it. Yeah. I um I really liked the scene with the flash meeting his girlfriend. What's her name? Iris West. Iris West. I do think that was a dope scene. And I understand how they were using it to bolster that character in the story. But to your point, Trey, I actually think a lot of those scenes didn't help this movie so much as uh, they, I don't want to say they bogged the story down. What bogged the story down was that they had to introduce all these characters in this movie. But I don't really think you do need that scene in all honesty, but it's also one of the best scenes in the movie. Uh, let's move on to Rob's opinion, though. What did mm-hmm. you think? <clears throat> Thursday, March 18th, 8.55 p.m. Central Standard Time. Rob McNabb to Jason Farr. I hate you for making me watch this. <laughs> Jason, ha ha ha. We can wait to do the podcast and not cover this. Well, I started it. I might still tap out. Next text. Whoa, blood and fuck used. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how the movie started for me. Um, (laughs) Now, I was told that you were watching on your iPad, though. uh, No, yeah, I did. um, Because, (laughs) and that made, well, I switched over to my TV the next day. So let me just say, I did not watch this in one spurt. um, And it was a slog. Um, (laughs) But, it was it was much better, much much better than the abomination that they released the first time. Yeah, um, it made way more sense. Um, it was you know they dragged it out, but it was cool. I really liked it. Um, um, I thought that you know, there's just stuff that just made more sense, like from the, when the arrow was fired and things like that. Like that right. just made way more sense in this version. The and then they actually teaming up. To, you know, it's it was a different ending than basically the Whedon ending. And I liked it. It was more of a teamwork type of thing. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, in that sense, it was better. I, I do think you could trim the fat and it's funny. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, this is four hours. I mean, it took me like two or three days to do it. And then the other night I sat down and watched end game again from start <laughs> to finish. So, I mean, it's like, and I think it's the difference between I've seen, you know, but by that point I had seen what, like 22 films that built up to it or something. And so I felt, you know, like I knew all the characters and I still, I mean, obviously now when I'm watching Endgame, it's a lot of nostalgia from watching the movie and from the characters and knowing what happens, but it was still, you know, just watching it from a sense of, I've just watched justice league and I'm now watching Endgame. It's just not even close. It's like, <laughs> it's like reading cliff notes and reading the actual book to me. Mm-hmm. Like it's just not close. No. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah where, that's a really yeah. good way to put it. Yeah. Like, it, but that's, I, I, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, no, I was Go just saying, but it was better. <laughs> it was be- much, much better. Um, and whoever was the studio people that made them do the stuff they did should be fired and never allowed to do anything in Hollywood. Again. <laughs> <laughs> as far as viewership is concerned, this movie, the Snyder Cut, is behind Wonder Woman 84 and was behind Judas and the Black Messiah and Godzilla versus Kong. So it still did well, I guess. Hard to tell how significant these numbers are when the sample audience size isn't always that large. And one of the places that I read this information, they had like 15,000 homes they were doing. It's like, okay, they're just over 300 million people in America, but that seems like a good sample size. But 
is it enough to restore the Snyderverse like everybody <laughs> wants? And would you even be interested in the in a Snyderverse <sighs> restoration? We'll start with you, Rob. I mean, obviously, the little kid in me wants to see this. Like, I want to see the. I want to see these characters. I want you know. Obviously, like it's been a dream of mine since a child to see in the big screen Batman and Superman together. Like it's always, that's mm-hmm. always, I mean, no matter what, because if you be, if you were to ask 12 year old me, what would be more important to you to see the Avengers or see Batman versus Superman? I'd be like, who are in the Avengers? Like I, you know, like yeah. I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't have known who the yeah. Avengers were Same. versus Batman and Superman are the, the, you know, the, the pinnacle. And so like, so that's, what's been so frustrating to me is it's like, I should be so giddy and excited to finally see this and it just doesn't feel that way. So, so I guess my, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic that it could get, it could get better and it could, it could reach the heights of which you'd hope for. Um, but on the other hand, it's like, what, you know, what kind of formula does it have to pass through and what kind of studio stuff does it have to pass through? And like so many filters, will it just end up being kind of a, a B minus film? You know, and that, that's I guess my, that's my fear is like I would like to see them go further as a fan of the, the characters, but I just don't know if it's there. Yeah. What about you, Trey? So I I think because I've read a lot about what Snyder's actual plans were. And, and going back to even before Batman versus Superman, it made me much more interested in his vision. Because mm-hmm. what what Batman versus Superman, I think part of why that was much more flawed than his Justice League is that uh, it sounds like there is so much more studio interference in that one, mm-hmm. and and they forced the Batman versus Superman as the second movie, whereas Snyder would have had a second Man of Steel movie, and maybe at the end of that tease that Bruce gets the Kryptonite or something like that. That was and so it, it's it's just much more breath, and then knowing where he's going like that's why he tacked the just the joker scene into the snyder cut mm-hmm. because that was teasing what would have been in his next mm. justice league movie uh because there was going to be a whole movie of just the nightmare mm. where where superman succumbs to anti-life um because and it was lois going to gets be a nightmare established that it was just a nightmare it was going to be real. It was, it was real. real. They, they, they call it. Nightmare they call it nightmare because of nightmare. Put it in MCU terms. That time period oh. that he was planning would have taken place in the five years of the blip in the MCU. Yeah. Oh, and, then they, okay. and then Justice League fixes everything, and that's why in Batman versus Superman, which you didn't see, Justine, I know. That's why there's that scene of the Flash telling Bruce something. It would have gotten paid off. It would have gotten movie. paid off in a movie. Back. I, and, that, and that's what that's what I kept waiting for. I was like, are they going to pay that off in the Snyder cut? Because that was one of those scenes. I was like, oh, okay. Like We, we saw snippets yeah. of it again. So when yeah. Cyborg was communing with the mother boxes, we yeah. saw a version where the earth blew up or got oh, terraformed yeah, yeah. because mm-hmm. of the mother boxes. But Flash undid that when he mm-hmm. traveled through time and that's right. yeah. fixed it. So that's Here's that's all a, of this stuff about yeah. what the Snyderverse would have been Justina, would you be interested in seeing it at all? At this point in time? Yeah, like if they end up making these... uh, Like, I don't see how they could. Right. I think it's too damaged at this point as a franchise. Well, that's what I think, too. And and I think that's... I actually think that's why the numbers weren't better for the Snyder Cut. Because it's the combination of people have a bad taste in their mouth over what's already happened. Yeah. Yeah. Plus knowing it's four hours. And, Plus, and I don't everything know how else has moved what? away from it so much. I mean, if they restored mm-hmm. the Snyderverse, even <laughs> if it would be it would be financially viable, even if the studio would be down with doing it, how do you then fold in where Wonder Woman eighty four and where Aquaman went away from the universe? Right. Yeah. Shazam moved away from the Snyderverse. Like, how do you really do what? How do you really restore it? Since those movies actually exist. See, I don't know that I agree that it moved away from it because Zack Snyder agrees with me. <laughs> they, well, they moved away from uh, well, what, maybe what smaller I, details, but still. what I took him to mean is more, yeah, like the smaller details, or they've already abandoned it. Like they know that's not their future plan. 
But I don't think anything that's happened in these movies contradict or prevent what would have been depicted in Snyder's movies. Cause it, you would have had similar to Marvel. You would have had these other solo movies and these other mm-hmm. side movies right. in between. Part of the thing is with the behind the scenes drama, like Chris Torrio who wrote justice league and some other, mm-hmm. uh, uh, some other of the movies, but he was brought in on justice league. Be- he thinks to appease Ben Affleck because they worked on Argo together. Mm. And he thought that the 2017 theatrical cut was an act of vandalism. And then you have Ray Mm -hmm. Fisher saying everything that he's saying. I don't know how the Snyder cut, how the Snyder verse could be restored. And um, it would be nice if Ray Fisher didn't get the shaft here, but I, I, it just looks like that's what's going to happen. Because the execs are protecting each other rather than trying to do the right thing. And that's what, that's what sucks. It's like, it's not going to, (laughs) <laughs> but i mean i you know what a surprise like an african-american man gets the shaft gets i don't know i mean who you wasn't know, a big name like if he yeah if he, if, he came out of theater so if he was a big name like if it was if he michael had been b. Will jordan Smith, or yeah michael b jordan probably they would have been better, listening yeah. yeah you know but they, yeah. they didn't want to listen to this, this young i don't dude. know if you listen to what what whedon said uh allegedly at least to yeah. Gal Gadot, i know that she wasn't that big of a name she wasn't necessarily michael b jordan level in terms of number it wasn't of post credits wonder woman though was but it? it was post wonder woman hello she was giselle in in fast and the furious i, I get it but... so so you know <laughs> yeah. but if he breaks was, a little bit yeah but whedon allegedly threatened gal gadot's Uh-oh. career based Uh-oh. on not doing stuff he wanted her to do and she had to take that to the execs. Now, she hasn't been as open about that stuff as Ray Fisher. So I don't know quite what it is that that happened. But that's yeah. the stuff I've read in a few articles. Mm. Uh, so if he's willing to do that to her, I don't think he'd be holding back on a Michael B. Jordan. Oh, uh, that's a good point. I think if they had better Feige type leadership at Warner Brothers, I think Snyder could have done something really special. I like his plans. I like his ideas. All right, changing gears to another comic book world, the MCU TV shows, or as I suggested, maybe the MTU, WandaVision and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or as Justina calls it, Hawk and the Snowman, are both (laughs) big shows. Everyone has been talking about them, especially WandaVision. How have you felt about the MCU extensions into television? Let's start with you, Jacina, because you watch those with me. Yes, I really like them. I thought the first couple episodes of WandaVision were, were like, what is happening? Yep. I, I thought it was a great payoff. I really enjoyed it. Um, the MCU continues to impress i don't even know how they did it because i was not into wanda yeah and oh i was re-watching um <laughs> civil war I, I don't like her either as much but i get <laughs> it yeah i and get then, it i like it it's well I, done and yeah, the show did yeah. a great job of rehabbing that yeah game. Not, yeah. To, not to interrupt it, but like i just remember we saw in game mm-hmm. which was possibly one of my favorite feelings of a film ever was because I got to go see it with Jason and our and our other best friends oh, yeah. in, in yeah. New York City, and it was really emotional for me. Um, awesome. We all cried, but uh, maybe <laughs> not Jim because he has no heart. But um, but I, I remember like Wanda, and she's like, "You took everything from me," and he's like, "I don't know who you are," and I'm like, "Oh God!" She said, "I was like, I like cringed in the yeah. theater because she just made me cringe." I rewatched it. And I'm like, man, you get him. Why? And like, I'm like, she almost yeah. had him. She almost had, she was almost the Scarlet Witch. Like she almost, she, if he hadn't have like done like Hailfire, um, she would have killed him. Yeah. So, I mean, you know what I mean? So that's, the, that's what the MTU has done. Yeah. Opinion. I just, it's, yeah. they've done such a phenomenal job with all these characters. And we've been rewatching a lot of the MCU movies and we're like every single character, regardless of how small they are. Yeah. Uh, in the the grand scheme of things, you have your marquee characters and your less so. Um, I, th- they all have such a well thought out and and deep arc story arc. Mm-hmm. All of them, every single character, and it's great. I agree with everything y'all said about the TV shows. As a side character, because she's not Cap or Iron Man or mm-hmm. Thor, there's limited time to develop her in in Vision. So that's the purpose of these Disney Plus shows. And uh, that came out of 
I guess it was Bob Iger said to Feige, hey, we're going to start Disney Plus so we could use some Marvel content. So he's like, oh, okay. That's basically, these shows are done off commission. When they planned the first three phases, they weren't talking about it. You know, Mm -hmm. that's, that's a recent thing then. And that's amazing that they have been able to do it such justice, no pun intended, with these shows because it wasn't something that they were planning since Iron mm-hmm. Man or Captain America, the mm-hmm. first Avenger. I mean, it was new stuff. The thing I have a thought about Wanda was, and I told my wife about this is like, well, if I was like, if I was an average person um, and I'm obviously above average, as you can mm. tell listeners, no, no, as in <laughs> just, you know, not, not someone who, like us that like obsesses about this thing. If I had had Disney plus and started watching WandaVision, I would have been like, what the hell is this? Like, this isn't superheroes. This is a, this is a 50 sitcom. What is going on? I don't yeah. understand. But, it, and that's why I was like, that's why I got really into it really quick. I was like, Oh man, people are going to be so mad. Cause like, they don't know what's going on. <laughs> and then like the payoff that, you know, that she used to watch the shows and things like that. That was totally. so smart. So, and it was just like, Oh yeah. Obviously if you had an unimaginable amount of power and you were just hurting so much, you would probably go back to what comforts you and what comforted her was those sitcoms and mm-hmm. it just made so much sense yep. and that she created this world based off of what she loved. And, but yeah, it, yeah it just was like smart. <laughs> right. And I, yeah, and they nailed the, the, I mean, you, you got like the 50 sitcom. They, they really differentiated between I love Lucy. Was that what she liked? And then Dick Van Dyke or was the, was the 60s Dick Van Dyke? Dick or? Van Dyke was. Or Mary. Dick Tyler. Van Dyke was 50s. No, Cause 50s. they even had the, uh, was the, the yeah. Um, Who's the 60s? Who are the 60s based off of? I feel like it was a few things, though. The 70s was a lot, was basically the Brady Brady Bunch. Bunch. Yeah, Yeah. and then the 80s was... um, Family Ties and and growing A little bit of Full House. Yeah, A little bit of Full House, yeah. And then you get Malcolm in the Middle, and then you get Mm -hmm. Modern Modern Family, Family. The Office. More Modern Family than The Office. And a little Happy Endings, which I didn't watch, but apparently... Oh, I love Happy Endings. Easter Egg videos pointed out some of the Happy Endings stuff. Yeah. I'm blank. Yeah, I think I love Lucy. I'm blanking on who else for the 50s, but Bewitched was, I think, straddling yeah. 50s and 60s. Even oh, though yeah. it was just a I always 60s think that show. was more of a 60s show. So okay. See, Bewitched yeah. was a 60s show, but I think in terms of how they approached the 50s, yeah. scene, it had some Bewitched in it. Okay. They they would lean more heavily into Bewitched. I mean, it was strictly, I mean, they even had their opening sequence in the 60s looking mm-hmm. at Yeah. Now, obviously, Wanda Vision that's finished its run, at least its yeah. first season. If it gets a second, I don't know. But the season finale was called the series finale. Okay. That's true. Bullshit. But I don't know. I mean, it was such a hit. <laughs> it's such a hit. Maybe they would bring it back. But nevertheless, that has completed. We're still yeah. in this season of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, that show was a I really like those characters, so I was looking forward to the show. And while it doesn't quite have the wow factor that WandaVision does, it's still been so damn good. Yeah. I, see, and that, and maybe there's the difference between me and you is my favorite MCU movie is, is, is Captain America Winter Soldier by far. Like just by far is my favorite. I love okay. it. But I really love the show and they've really gone there is, is they really are. I mean, uh, I hate being, He's talking to two black men about the race, but like, I just love the way they're addressing race in this. I love it. I love that the, the underlying theme is America isn't ready for a black Captain America. Yeah. And, right. and that's Sam's fear. And like, he's right. And so, I mean, ultimately, and that's what sucks about America, but I mean, and it's great. And like, I, and it's just such, it's, I mean, I really love it because obviously you know they're really they're really keeping with the tone i think of winter soldier but um i really i mean i like i like anthony mackie a lot i, lo- I love you know, anthony mackie. and he's just so he's he's somebody that is just he's just dynamic when he's on screen I just oh really yeah like, and i've thought yeah. that since notorious he played biggie in that that was the first oh no, i thought he about played, since uh, he played tupac and then i mean no i thought about that since eight mile because he's the he's the bad rapper in eight mile um, he's Papa. I don't remember he's Papa him in that, Doc. but he's I, Papa I may Doc have seen. I don't remember yeah. which one came out first, but I loved him yeah. as Tupac. 
And that was when I really noticed him. And then I've seen him on talk shows like Conan and Fallon. I was like, I love this dude. I mean, one, what am I? (laughs) I love Daniel Brühl. I mean, obviously I've loved him since, um, since Inglorious Bastards. He's so good in that movie. Um, and, And also another movie that a lot of people hate is Burnt. But I love that movie so much with Bradley Cooper, where he's the chef and and Daniel Brühl is his um, the owner of the restaurant slash maitre d. And he's just I just really like him and, and him as Zemo. Like, I didn't think they could make Zemo in, more interesting. And like the part where he's, you know, there's an there's an hour version of him just dancing in the club. But he's great. I mean, when he's giving the kids the Turkish, <laughs> yeah, he's giving the kids the Turkish delights and just, yeah, he's like, re- this all goes back to just how great the MCU is about establishing characters and drawing yes. them out, making them interesting mm-hmm. because Jacina was saying, because we've been rewatching these movies and she was saying, that the bad guys, the villains, have good motivations, like clear every single time motivations that you get. And he had a clear motivation in Winter Soldier. He's Is he not wrong? just this mustache twirling villain. He's not wrong necessarily. Yeah. Right. Not wrong. Exactly. Not, just and like same, just like same for the flag smashers. Or They're kind of not wrong. Flags, right. I mean, God, they are so their, their, smart. Their way of doing it is, is their way of doing Thanos. it. This, same with Killmonger. Killmonger, yeah. who I think is the best villain of all. Yeah. I mean, is Killmonger wrong? No. I mean, Definitely he's right. Not. And so, I, I agree with all of what you're saying. And, it, and yeah. Rob, you talked about uh, feeling bad talking to black men about this. So you're basically yeah. Zemo when he was talking about Trouble Man. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's actually, with that scene, I was like, oh, shit, I'm Zemo. Like, no, you don't understand. It really can, you know, it's like, oh, God, that's me. But, it, but it's great. But, it, but it's great, though. I mean, he actually understood. He, to me, he didn't come he across wrong. as patronizing. And he wasn't wrong. No. And I, I like what I like the layers that they're giving to Zemo. Like, I kind of actually like Zemo now. I do. Even and though I what do. he's doing is I wrong. like that they made Sharon Carter like, holy shit, is she badass? Like, he is, yeah. We got to talk about my boy, my boy, Wyatt Russell. God, I love Wyatt Russell. <laughs> I just, I love that dude so hard. And it, it, it comes from one, I love the movie Everybody Wants Some. And he is so good in that movie. He literally is like the perfect Hollywood child because he's got that Kurt Russell swagger with a little bit of that Goldie Hawn sense Charm. to him. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like he's yeah, the he's, overboard of people. He is the overboard of people. And but he wants to be so good and he wants to, you know, like he has good intentions, but good intentions don't mean good results. And right. I think. And we saw that this week. The way I read him, and, and it makes it that much more realistic, is he was always the jock. He was always the captain. Yes. He was always yes. the star. He goes to West Point, which they have a pr- certain perspective, a certain box they want to put everybody in as soldiers. Yes. Yes. So they, they develop that kind of guy, that kind of leader. And, and that's what he developed into in the field. So he's a great soldier. And in many respects... He is a great leader, but he's he's missing that heart that Steve Rogers had. He's missing that I stand up for the little guy and I was the little guy. I know how that was and sort of thing. And you think about Captain America, the the first Avenger and and the scene where Erskine, who's so important to him when he's like, you know, a weak man understands strength. And mm-hmm. the problem with John Walker is he's always been strong. He's always mm-hmm. been the best. Mm-hmm. So when you he just you, when you amplify it, you're not amplifying a heart that understands what it's like to be lesser. Right. And that's why he can't be Captain America versus Falcon, who has grown up obviously in America, <laughs> and but has served his country country proudly and has been, you know treated horribly by our country when you think about the way he acted how they reacted to what he did in civil war and 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 winter soldier you know like he he has not been rewarded by this country and then obviously too financially he's not been rewarded as an avenger um because when he returns from the blip you know no one's helping him out and giving him a loan he's not he can under if he were to get the super soldier serum i have no doubt that he would make a great captain america but i don't think he's going to need it to be captain america so, right. Yeah. Now, I and to your what you all have said about WandaVision, I think Sam, in a way, makes out the best by having this show. 
mm-hmm. because he was a side character in everything else he's been in. Whereas Bucky was, Bucky was secondary as well. Yeah, but he was secondary in a in a higher position in the first Cap movie. Oh, yeah, one of the and Captain America was, movies has his name in it. That's well, what I was know, about to say. Yeah, he's he's the guy that they're going after in the second Cap movie. So Bucky's got a lot of development, and Civil War is still thrust by Bucky. So so now Sam's getting the development. And you know, and you know, and you think about like, and I think this will. <laughs> perfectly segue into our next discussion but if you think about like really great action comedies there is usually when you have a buddy cop comedy there is someone who maybe isn't as the primary focus when you think about something like lethal weapon where riggs is definitely the character that has the most development versus murtaugh who's more of an established person and i think even though bucky's got his problems he is more of an established person versus falcon in a way and i think that he's a little more of the he's got more going on and i mm-hmm. think and whereas bucky obviously mentally he's probably a little more like Riggs. um i think he, you know we have a little more stability with him as a viewer because we understand like it's not like bucky was a bad guy he just got hosed after he fell off that train mm-hmm. so um you know yeah. whereas you know sam's you know it's just the country and 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 what he's going through as a hero. The only mistake I think they made with Falcon and Winter Soldier was showing in the trailer Sam practicing with the shield. Yeah, obviously going to be like a final episode thing. I know because we I, haven't I seen it yet. Completely agree. That was so stupid. I that, completely agree too. Yeah, yeah. I kind of hate that they did that. I agree. I they did that too. All right. Well, yeah. Rob, you mentioned Lethal Weapon. It's not an action comedy, so it's not on the bracket. But I know, we but it have... kind of is. <laughs> we do have this new bracket. And it was your idea to do an action comedy. Yes, it was. Because I I have been rewatching a lot of action comedies, especially Beverly Hills Cop. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. There's another category. Because we, we've had much success, as we've seen with the data, with comedy <laughs> horror. So we, yeah, I thought... Horror well, comedy. Horror comedy. One horror. of our biggest episodes. I yeah, believe. so we decided, hey, let's, let's go with action. People yeah. like action movies. I don't know if you know that. Well, I have some controversial picks in here, I'm sure, yeah, for do. somebody. Um, there are some movies that were not included that were highly regarded. Uh, if you look <laughs> at how they were reviewed, like Stakeout or Every Which Way is But Loose. Um, also, sorry, Spider-Man. I just, it, it's there's a we, cultural relevance that I thought we we're too out. The, the Stakeout's out of the zeitgeist. It's very unpopular. It's not popular. <laughs> Every which way but loose. Who's talked about that in years? Uh, Sp- uh, and and Spider-Man yeah. just didn't feel as on the nose in comedy as Deadpool. So Deadpool is the superhero movie. Even all of those, a lot of those movies can be seen as action comedies. Deadpool felt like a real comedy. It felt funnier than it. I mean, it's got action in it, but it definitely, it led with comedy more than. Mm-hmm. It does seem like it's more like, it's it's a it's approach is more comedy so yeah that's how um that's if you're mad about some stuff that's not on there that's part of the reason why here's how i picked the movies i did some google and imdb searches and movies that fell into the genre were ones i noted and if they also got placed in best action comedy lists i considered that too also considered the box office success though i'm that's kind of the least interesting part of it to me, but um, it does speak to how impactful it was when it was yeah. released. Uh, ratings across IMDb, Metacritic, and Rotten Tomatoes were taken into account. Popularity, I got that data from IMDb. And I just considered how much of a cultural phenomenon a movie was, yeah. which doesn't have the same kind of metric that the other things I'm mentioning did, but it's still something I was able to observe and see. Again, if there's a movie you think should have been on the list and it isn't, sorry, (laughs) it didn't make the cut for what I was using to put these together. 32 movies in this new action comedy bracket, and uh, uh, it was fun to put it together, but I got to say, this might have been the toughest for me out of all the brackets when it comes to matchups. What were your tough matchups and then we'll later talk about Final Four and our winners. Trey, why don't you start? All right. So 
the first of the most difficult, I even put them under the heading Sophie's Choice, <laughs> was 21 Jump Street versus Rush Hour. Yeah. Oh, that's not hard. Because, well, to me, the Rush Hour had a big drop off after the first one, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and, and but I think the first one still holds up, despite who the director was. Uh, that one to me still still holds up um, enough that I actually had it edge out Twenty One Jump Street. But I love mm. love love Twenty One Jump Street. I love mm. both of them. And it was like if you asked me tomorrow, maybe it's Twenty One Jump Street that wins. Mm-hmm. But but today, just putting it together today, it, it, it was Rush Hour, uh, and I think it's because of the the. Chris Tucker and, and Jackie Chan, they were great in the roles. Uh, and, and I think it was a nice throwback to how some movies were done where the title comes from just like one line in the movie. So th- that's where it came from. But but it was what a was tough the, What line. was the line? I can't remember. It was when uh, the bad guy was pretending to be a cop and it was part of their way of creating a diversion so he could kidnap the kid. And the guy like pulls up, the driver pulls up and the bad guy's like standing there. He goes, oh, what's the problem? And as the cop, the bad guy goes, nothing, just rush hour. Um, And then he kills him. But I I bet you if I rewatched it, I might see more of the Brett Ratner stink on it. So I, (laughs) but but in terms of my memory, that's where it still holds up. Because even the last time I saw it. Making these movies. Yeah. And it's funny because like, to me, like the funniest line in the Rush Hour series is in the third one, when he there's a there's a Chinese guy speaking French and he's like, "Man, you're Chinese, speak Chinese, have a respect for yourself." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, yeah, I think the fish the movies, and that's yeah, why I I, but I think Rush the Hour fish didn't end up on here. Yeah, yeah. I know. no, I'm just saying, like, yeah. So what? Yeah, I think the fish out of tough... one. So Austin Powers versus Crocodile Dundee was a difficult one for me. Huh. Uh, in part, the nostalgia. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen Crocodile Dundee. So that's another one where maybe the nostalgia I have for it is is propping it up. But um, I liked, I mean, it, it had heart as well as story, as well as the comedy. Whereas Austin Powers was just all comedy with a story. I mean, it had a real story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so So Austin leaned more into the comedy. So I could see people going with that, but it just made it tough. Uh, both of the Deadpool picks um made it were difficult with deadpool one it was going against kindergarten cop that was really difficult for me with deadpool two it was in the second round when i had it up against 22 jump street Mm. which is which you know he you know who's also in 22 jump street is wyatt russell that's right oh that's before i knew who he was so i didn't know didn't realize he was in it recognize and then Deadpool 2, I, you know, again, I love both Jump Street movies. So a different day, maybe I have Jump Street beating Deadpool 2, but I had Deadpool 2 winning. So my next difficult pick was Deadpool 2 in the yeah, uh, Elite Eight against two. Beverly Hills Cop 2. Yeah, I had that same issue. Well, see, and, and it was hard because if, if you're asking me, like, Bad Boys 2 is so much better than Bad Boys, in my opinion. Yeah. And so mm. that was a hard choice, but... Which is interesting, I will say, because my memory is Bad Boys 2 is the way to go between the first one and the second one. And it was such a big deal. And it has the like, this shit just got real line. And it's so great. But that movie didn't do as well. Well, no, it did better than the uh, it did better in the first one, one, but it's more heavily panned and not as popular. With you on IMDb, but that's of course IMDb the popularity thing. It depends on when you're looking at it. Yeah. Um, but my memory is that the average person likes two better than one. Yeah. Hmm. See, my memory is my memory's poor with both because I'm not that into either of the bad boys movies, despite the fact that I had the first bad boys getting to the Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. Uh that was more of a function of I haven't seen Hot Fuzz. And it's been, you know, been a while. You know, how do I pick with movies I hadn't really seen? Oh my god! Like Midnight Run and The Heat was the other one. I think I saw The Heat, but not Midnight Run. But my understanding of Midnight Run is why I had Midnight Run winning. That's understandable in that sense, but 
Trey, for the love of God, I will I will buy you the DVD of Hot Fuzz and send it to you because oh my God. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think I just make so much more time for TV and, and when these movies when some of these movies came out, well it, there was just something whatever didn't cause me to go to the theater to see them. Did you have yeah. any pre final four? Did you have any other pre final four tough picks? No. Okay, no, that was it. No, Justina, what were your tough picks? Uh, there were zero tough picks for me. <laughs> I haven't seen most of these movies, <laughs> and I only like of the movies that are on here. I only like Deadpool <laughs> and Deadpool you, Two. Have you and never so, seen? Have you seen like Scott Pilgrim vs. the World? Mm-mm. And I haven't seen Hot Fuzz, but Hot Fuzz went um all the way to final two for me. Yeah. Even though I haven't seen it, I just know. She saw it. How, did, how did you pick? How did you pick your movies if you hadn't seen most of them? I just like, I was like, dice? I know I would like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know. Well, that makes and, and sense. And like, I was like, I know I would not like and that I, movie. I will say, she's seen enough of Bad Boys to know she doesn't like it. Yeah. We watched Midnight Run. We just watched I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. It was her first time seeing it. Um... <sighs> And so I don't think you've seen 21 or 22 Jump Street. You've seen Tropic Thunder. You've, you've seen Zombieland, right? Yes. Um, so you had so you Hot Fuzz beating out Tropic Thunder? What about Tropic Thunder? You had, did so did, well, we'll get to Final Fours later. I'll ask this later. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, but no difficult decisions. Okay, yeah. okay. Rob, oh. what was your, what were your tough matchups? Well, I mean, you know, I love, I love Scott Pilgrim. It's one of those. Uh, I mean, I, you know, like I, you know, you and I went and saw that movie together, actually. Yeah. Um, and so, like that, that's a movie I really love. But ultimately, I, you know, I have a lot of respect for Beverly Hills Cop and for, uh, and it's hard for like Beverly Hills Cop to beat. Honestly, Gross Point Bait versus, versus Beverly Hills Cop was really hard. Um, but I had to pick Beverly Hills Cop, even though Gross Point Bait is one of my favorite movies ever. But it's just, I, you know, I have to respect Gross Point. Or, 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 or Beverly Hills a little more. But if you were to ask, and I think you and I talked about this, uh, to me, maybe Beverly Hills Cop, the first one's funnier, but I think I, I love Beverly Hills Cop too. And I think some of that has to do with, and children, maybe you don't understand this, but back in the day before <laughs> there was streaming, you just like watched whatever was on HBO if you were lucky to have it. And like mm-hmm. they played Beverly Hills Cop 2 on repeat constantly on HBO. So I have much more of a connection with Beverly Hills Cop 2 than I do with Beverly Hills Cop. And I and I rewatched both of them recently. And I will say that Beverly Hills Cop 2 is the much better action movie. Like when you like and like based on action, it is way better. And I, I think they do a lot. I, I just like it a little bit more. And maybe that's because it's Tony Scott versus. Um, oh, crap. I can't remember. The, the I forget the cat's name. You did the first. Yeah, one, the, it's a different guy. Um, a different kind of. Action yeah, movie. it's yeah, just the not difference a, between yeah. those two is like Beverly Hills Cop was a movie that studio was like, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll make a movie. Won't put much yeah. money into the budget. And then it was a big hit. And then they were like. We got to throw some 80s big time movie money at this. I just well, remembered something about Beverly Hills Cop. That was actually intended to be an uh, Stallone. Sylvester Stallone yeah. vehicle. That's why it there's was, a Sylvester Stallone. There's like a, a, a poster in Beverly Hills Cop 2. Yeah, well, the and then obviously Brigitte Nielsen because he was married to Brigitte too. Yeah. She is phenomenal in, 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 um, in Beverly Hills Cop 2. She is so good. She is, yeah. and like, and that, and and that, and by things, the reason why I like Beverly Hills Cop too is because I think she's better than Jonathan Banks is because Jonathan Banks is kind of the second bad guy in Beverly Hills Cop, and I think she's so much more interesting, mm. obviously because of the way she looks, but just her character in general. <laughs> I thought she was more interesting than Jonathan. It's a big bitch. <laughs> yeah, I knew uh, that is a big bitch. Line, That's a line from Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, and. Uh, <laughs> Um, um, then, did you have any other tough picks? Um, I mean, I you know, yeah, I mean, well, I I love True Lies, and so mm-hmm. that was a hard one to lose too. Um, yeah. I really I like the the part where he gets the um the the truth serum, and he's telling mm-hmm. her like all the truth, and and I I love I love I, I love that movie. My parents took me to go see that because 
my parents were awesome. And, and Tom uh, Arnold was Tom Arnold was great in that too. Oh, shit, he's so, so funny in that. His so best when he, performance there's a scene time. where he gets shot at and he like checks his nuts first to see if they got shot <laughs> off. And then <laughs> he's um, so good in that movie. So good. Same like with, he delivers. Well, I, an easy choice. Like, well, I love you know, surprisingly, if I love his son, I obviously love Kurt Russell. So Big Trouble in Little China again was one of those movies that was on HBO all the time when I was a kid. And I loved that movie so much. And um, that, that was a hard one to kind of ultimately eliminate because um, I, I do, you know, in that bracket, I, I definitely have Tropic Thunder winning, even mm-hmm, though I love yeah. Zombie Land. Um, just Tom Cruise and Tropic Thunder is a revelation. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. And then I've rewatched 48 Hours. And the thing, funny thing about 48 Hours, if you haven't seen it, watch it and take this in mind. It takes place in San Francisco and Dirty Harry takes place in San Francisco. And so, you know, Jack Cates is very Dirty Harry like he's like, you know, he does stuff by his own book and he's his own guy. Um, and he's uh, racist like Dirty Harry probably was. <laughs> and uh, but he actually uses the N word, which is extremely uncomfortable. But yeah. when you get Eddie Murphy and the scene where he's introduced, where he's singing Roxanne. Roxanne. He's yeah, and then you also have that scene in the bar. Oh, my. Don't uh, The scene in the Roger bar. Roger Ebert said about that scene in the bar. Oh, he said, Eddie Murphy in that. Like, there are certain scenes in movies where that is the scene that makes a person a star. That, that scene is the scene. Makes him a star. If you said... In 48 hours. In 48 And there's a meme where he does the, okay, you know, he does that. Yeah. And that's him from that. And that it, it, that scene is just, he owns it. And it's just like, you. it's basically, you, you've got a guy that's been waiting and waiting and waiting. And you get him out on the court and he shoots like five threes, basically. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's not, he's not scared that it's the finals. He's going for it. And he's just so good. And so that's why ultimately it's hard because he's so great in it, but it's, it, you know, for the most part, like it's a generic kind of 80s, yeah. late 70s action movie, but you throw Eddie Murphy in there, you get the comedy, you get the interesting racial dynamics, and then it's just, it's just magnetic. He's so mm-hmm. great in it. And yeah, I, thought, I bet, yeah, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say, I bet if I saw that more recently, I would have done my bracket differently because I had yeah, it and, in the rush and hour. that's because. Yeah, and I and I have been rewatching a lot of these movies. I mean, ultimately, um, I you know I thought that you know I, it, it's kind of hard to come down, but Hot Fuzz is that's a movie. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I just think Edgar Wright is a genius, and so there's just so much going on with that movie that um, mm-hmm. I, you know it's just so smart. But you know, ultimately, I think I would I it, because I think Eddie Murphy's the funniest person possibly ever. <laughs> You know, Beverly Hills Cop 2 ends up lending my bracket, but um, it's a hard choice. <laughs> so, well, um, my bracket is absolutely going to be bonkers to you yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a lot of tough choices too. I actually wrote Hot Fuzz and then crossed it out and put Bad Boys. <laughs> and I've seen Hot Fuzz once, and I was honestly, I know that it's a good movie. So, no one hate, but. I, that's a movie I have to see a second time to give it another chance because I was a little underwhelmed. I went in too hyped. It was too hyped up in my head when I first when I saw Hot yeah. Fuzz. And I was expecting something more in the vein of a different kind of movie. And I just need to see it a second time to give it a chance. So I yeah. gave it to Bad Boys just because I was reminiscing on how I grew up with Bad Boys. So I, I just had to, yeah. Mike Lowry. <laughs> Don't be alarmed. We're Negroes. Like <laughs> so many lines from that for me. I, I had to give it a bad boys, but that was a tough one. Also tough was men in black versus I'm going to get you sucker. That was a tough one. Uh, Tropic Chris, Chris, Chris Roxy. How much for one rib? How much for one rib? <laughs> oh, How much for a drop of soda? <laughs> like 50 cents for, for uh, per rib, huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, Can you change <laughs> Oh man, so many good things in that movie. Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus True Lies was tough, but I went with True Lies. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah. And uh, Rush Hour Two and Twenty Two Jump Jump Street was tough, but I went with Rush Hour Two because I remember just how excited I was at the time. But this isn't like I didn't put this together like what's the better movie. I put it together with like what had 
a big impact on me at the time and since. And yeah. so Gross Point Blank and Beverly Hills Cop was very tough, but Gross Point Blank won because Gross Point Blank mm. is one of my all-time favorite movies. And I've seen it more than any two of these movies combined. Wow. Except for maybe Tropic Thunder and like an Austin Powers or something like that. Well, but I'm just wondering, like, just, just for you guys, like, which of the Austin Powers oeuvre is your favorite? First or the second, I got to mm-hmm. give it to the first because it was the first time some, like, the, the jokes that are, they, they uh, do as a callback in the second one land and are good, but they were so funny to me the first time around that I have to give it to the first one. Well, I mean, when you think about the recent Suez Canal instance, the this the, the scene where he gets stuck, you know, when he's driving that car, yes. and he gets stuck. That that's kind of the Suez. That's why I kept thinking. No, for but I, I the Spy of Shagney that was hard to, to eliminate that ultimately because I think yeah. the Spy of, I think the Spy of Shagney is the funniest, and the Gold Members it's got great stuff, but it's not the funniest to me. That's fair. And but I, it's the, also that which, beginning which one, that whole beginning of Spy of Shagney is so so funny. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, I yeah, there's yeah. I mean, I'm like Jason. I'm torn between the first two Austin Powers, but I think with this, uh, similar to what I would say about Beverly Hills Cop, is that when when both of them are great, even if technically the sequel is the better movie, it's hard not to give it to the first one for second because it, it came all. first, right? Yeah, right. It's, and I also it, had a tough time with Beverly Hills Cop 2 versus Bad Boys 2 because of what we're... I, I like both of those more in the originals in some respect. I do. I do. I, uh, I, especially I, in yeah. Rush Hour 2's respect. Um, so it was just tough. But let me just give my final four and then I'll ask you all to give your final mm-hmm. four. I'm telling you, it's bonkers. No one's going to be happy with me. Beverly Hills Cop 2, you're going to be fine with. Tropic Thunder, you're going to be fine with. The other guys is in my final four. So, yes, it beat Hot Fuzz and, you know, whatever else. I'll, it was number one for me in that category, which I know is nuts to everyone. We saw it together. Blank. But that's my final four. Okay. So, I, Cop 2, Tropic Thunder, Gross Okay, I, w- I will give you the other, other guys, guys if you could tell me what the funniest scene in the other guys is. Oh, that's easy. The one with uh, where... The Rock and Samuel Jackson jump off the building. No, 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 no. no my friend. No, my friend. It is the scene <laughs> where there's two scenes. This is the scene where they're in the bar and they're singing the Irish songs. And Will Ferrell is like, I gave my love to Aaron. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, basically, he says, like, when he leaves for war, she like has a three way with these guys and it was consensual. <laughs> no the one the rock and 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 samuel jackson killed themselves on accident that that part's that was one of the biggest laughs in a movie i've had ever and then what's the the other there's but the uh, where christina christine you say my wife's name right but sorry (laughs) and then well no no one more thing is michael keaton in that movie keeps quoting tlc oh good (laughs) the movie's great it is funny it is other guys it's fantastic it's underrated and actually it's pretty funny because it kind of shows where adam mckay is going to go with his career because clearly he cares about he really cares about the financial crisis (laughs) and that's what that movie's about and so it's it's pretty funny yeah. Um, <laughs> um, what was your final four, Rob? Um, I had Hot Fuzz, Tropic Thunder. Um, I ultimately I did have Deadpool winning that that bracket, even though I love mm-hmm. Scott Pilgrim, and then uh, Beverly Hills Cop two, and then ultimately I, I did choose Beverly Hills Cop two just because, from my sense, that you know, and just kind of like the horror aspect of the horror comedy is the action aspect of it too, and I do feel like. It's such a good action movie. The only thing that Beverly Hills Cop 2 doesn't have over the Beverly Hills Cop is the Bronson Pinchow scene. Yeah. And Bronson Pinchow is so good in the first one. Get the fuck out of here. Um, and so that's the only thing that like um, I miss, but in, in the comedy aspect, but for an action movie, it's so good. 
There's so yeah. many good. There's so many good. I scenes. had Deadpool going up against Deadpool two up against Beverly Hills Cop two, and that was tough. And I had Deadpool yeah. against Austin Powers. And I picked Austin Powers, and that was tough. Yeah, because the Deadpool movies are so good. But Beverly Hills Cop is just and Austin Powers just meant something to me growing up that Deadpool can't. And that's and that maybe and that's a factor for me too. And it's something. Eddie Murphy just for for people of our age, it's, he just means so much to us. Yeah, and and so like that to me, like the and I just feel like Axel Foley is just the coolest guy ever to me. Yeah, like he's just so cool and he's so like laid back. And the fact that he can like in the second one, like he just like convinces this whole crew of painters to leave this house so that he can steal a mansion in Beverly Hills to, to, <laughs> to stay so at, you know. And then, like, he's just like, he's so, he's like, he's both mean and supporting to Judge Reinhold. <laughs> and so he's just has, he's just like, he's just magnetic. And I just, I love him as an action hero. Yeah. And it makes, and like, and him in that period, it just makes sense. And then also, like, I want to own a Detroit Lions jacket and I want to be him. <laughs> so for sure. Justina, yeah. what was your final four? Um, Hot Fuzz, Tropic Thunder, Deadpool, Deadpool 2. Interesting. Have you seen both Deadpool and Deadpool 2? Yes, <laughs> I did. I have seen those. Oh, yeah. Okay. And love them. Those are the two that she saw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> other than the other two. Here's what, here's what my, and this is the difference between our specific and others. When I took my wife to go see Deadpool 2, her quote was, <clears throat> you undersold the action and oversold the comedy. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's because there's a guy that like gets killed by a a, a a highway sign and gets splattered against the highway sign, and she looked at me and she was like, oh, "Damn it!" Like, and Brad Pitt for like literally only two frames or something. Yeah. Oh, that's in Deadpool too. I'm talking about just Deadpool. Oh, the, the first Deadpool. One. Oh, oh, yeah, the first like one. there's that there, there's the scene where he like kills all the all uh, Francis's bad guys and oh, on yeah. the highway, and she was she was out then. Thanks, like, gonna give it to you. X gun. Oh God, rest in peace. All right, I love that. I love that they essentially recreated the entire test. Right. No, that was that. amazing. Yeah. I. I mean, I love that, and I love Ryan Reynolds. Like, and that's that. That's hard to ultimately eliminate Deadpool. Yeah. I love that. Was such a perfect vehicle for his sense of humor and, um, mm-hmm. and then Marvel and everything else. It's yeah. Just, it's so it's really commendable that it got as high as it. Deadpool 2 got as high as it did uh, for me. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's just it, it's the way the cookie crumbled. Trey, what was your top four, your final four? So in uh, the upper left bracket, Rush Hour beat out Bad Boys to get the final four spot. Mm. Uh, Tropic Thunder, I'm, I'm another Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder beat out Men in Black to get to the final four. Same. Yeah. Though, the Big Trouble in Little China, man. I love it. I'm telling it. you. I, I loved it. Uh, in the upper right bracket, I had uh, so basically the upper right and and bottom right look essentially the same because it's in both cases is Beverly Hills Cop beating out a Deadpool movie to get to the final <laughs> four. Uh, so Beverly Hills Cop one versus Beverly Hills Cop two in my final four. Wow! And what did you end up with in your finals, and what was your winner? Tropic Thunder be uh, going up against Beverly Hills Cop, the original one. Yeah. And Beverly Hills Cop for the win. Wow. Okay, hey, Rob. Yeah, I have Beverly Hills Cop too. What did you have in the uh final? Tropic Thunder? Tropic Thunder. He was that okay. first Tropic Thunder. And I had I had Tropic. Yeah, I had him. As much as I love Hot Fuzz, I do think that Tropic Thunder is probably a little bit. Yeah, funny. it's such a good movie. Uh, Justina? Hot Fuzz versus Deadpool, Deadpool winning. Nice. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh and mine. Tropic Thunder versus Gross Point Blank, and Gross Point Blank won. Fuck the world. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a damn what anybody says. I'm fine with years. <laughs> yeah, years. years. I love that movie. I uh, love that movie so much. The music, the medical and dental, <laughs> Mini Driver's accent. Movie so great. Uh, oh gosh, everyone in that. That's a hard movie to eliminate because it's one of those where it was that was formative for me. I was, I love that movie so much. <laughs> yeah, and just to talk tro- Tropic Thunder for a little bit since we Please. haven't gone too much Please. into. I mean, the degree to which everyone committed to their characters. Yeah, just say it. Just say Robert it. Robert Downey Jr. Just say it, guys. I mean, 
<laughs> Robert it's Downey just, Jr. is an Australian playing yeah. a black man I in a mean, movie. <laughs> what do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Thank you. <laughs> and when he starts quoting the the uh, Jefferson's theme song, just because yeah. he's deep, don't mean it's right. <laughs> don't mean it's not right. <laughs> so good. And like I, when I was putting this together, I was deciding if that should be in basically the second seat or not, and like oh, what shit. should be in it. I was looking at what was left, and I just thought, look. <laughs> Out of all the movies in this category, this is the only one that has a major Oscar nomination. It's Tropic Thunder as <laughs> number two. It's, like Men it, in Black it, was such a huge thing that it, it had was. to be number one. But Tropic Thunder had to be number two then. And that was hard to, to eliminate because, again, I, you know, obviously we love Will Smith and like mm-hmm. his run. I mean, to, to go from Independence Day to Men in Black. It's just it, he is so mag. Just, just, uh, and he and Men in Black. We should say so that they were originally were thinking of like David Schwimmer in that role. Oh my god, and I did not the, know and, that. And that's because screenplay was very different. And Barry Sonnenfeld told Will Smith, "Your lines suck. I want you to write five alternatives for each line." Are you serious? I didn't know. And this. Will Smith did it. And those lines are his. Like when he falls in the in the double decker bus, it just he looks at everybody and goes, "Oh, it just people. be raining black men today." <laughs> that was a Will Smith original. Wow. The original line was just him saying "sorry" and then running out. I oh my god! That movie now here's is- here's why it was David Schwimmer before because it was a comic book uh, series, right? And both characters are white in the comic, and one oh. of them looks like David Schwimmer, so that's why. It, but but oh. it, it became a thing because it was Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. Just the scene where, just there's so many, the, <laughs> just like I can't see David Schwimmer's character. I don't see how that version this, would have been an interesting movie because I, I don't see any of that stuff. The no. scene where he there's the scene where they're doing the all the test and yeah, they're, where they've got the gun over. and he shoots one shot. And it's the girl with the textbooks. He's like, why is that young girl doing advanced chemistry or, or like, <laughs> you know, it's like, there's something up with that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Describing that all the others, because of why they look strange, That guy's got to sneak. Like, yeah, yeah. Like that guy's going to work out, you know, it's like. <laughs> no, that is one of the, again, going to that like star making thing. He had already had bad boys and it already had Independence, Independence Day. Day, but he really solidified himself as an A-list actor. Beyond it, I, I would say and he you was can only A+. give the credit to him because I mean, Tommy Lee Jones is is phenomenal in that movie. He is a great, yeah. you know, like he's a great side part to him. But I mean, he like Will Smith is like un, unworldly in that movie. And and mm-hmm. honestly, I mean, I loved him from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but it was like it's solidified with with men in black it's and so that's why it's hard it's a hard movie to, to discount or mm-hmm. to not go forward because it is it's just amazing it would and have like, been two straight men if it were Tommy Lee jones and david schwimmer i mean and david you know, schwimmer is great as Ross. david Trump. schwimmer playing the like pushover <laughs> guy that he's great at playing but it wouldn't have gone up against the um straight man as well you know no, like it just would have no. been like Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just wouldn't have been as good. And I'm glad that they did. What I'm they glad did. that they didn't. I'm glad that they went with, with Will. Cause he's just, he's amazing in it. The other test scene I loved is when everybody's just writing on their lap. Oh yeah. Hard time. And he, he drags the table drags over Drags the table over. It's that common sense street smart thing. Y'all, y'all want, y'all want in on this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, or just like when he's like, when he's yelling at the Edgar, whatever the, what's the name of the alien? Cause I always think of him as Edgar. That's the that's Vincent Sinatra. But yeah, he's like, oh, you coming up here with all the galaxy stuff, and like he's just distracting him. He's like, I'm distracting you, and then you hear Kay shoot the gun, you know, and blow him up yeah. on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I got, uh, we got to rewatch that. Yeah, that's a good and oh, man. I but hey, Jason, do you remember the message I left you the other day? Yes, it was very <laughs> funny, and I meant to tell you that. <laughs> So um, just so, just so listeners know, a big I'm, Will Smith inside I'm a, joke. I'm a huge Will Smith fan, and I am obsessed because Jason and I saw them film 
lovely film, The Pursuit of Happiness. And there's a scene where Will Smith gets really mad about like, actually, I think I said $5, but I think it's like $3. And he's like, wait, wait, where's my $3? I want my $3, wait. I yeah, want my $3. That is, he gets, if you haven't seen the movie, there's just a scene where Will Smith's character gets real mad at this guy. He lent I want money my $3. and paid it back. I want and my $3, so wait. did this, this nonsense he's doing now into my phone. Because we leave, like we leave wild messages for you. Yeah, yeah. Wait, why are <laughs> Well, I will kill that, you. There it is. There it is. I knew you were gonna do that oh, when I heard the guitar. There it is. Neil Saveda. <laughs> Justin, Justina does the last thing. Listen to the socks because we're really good. An unplugged electric guitar. Thanks for being on here of the show, Clan. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Again, I will plug the socks. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter. We have a very controversial Twitter. We're very pro Hong Kong, but check us out. Check us out on Hong Kong. <laughs> just like trying to create a controversy to blow just up your work blow up, up, yeah as you know we're anti-hong kong i don't know what's, what's gonna get more views hey so, whatever's like, gonna get people angry yeah. here mm-hmm. definitely saying the wrong thing first yes. and then changing yes <laughs> and you know how plug. jason likes to create things i'm gonna create a controversy <laughs> so controversy had to throw a little prince in there for you i mean if you got the reference just sitting right here you gotta do it. Hope you enjoyed listening to us goof around and uh, act like fools there. Particularly Rob, but all of us, I guess, were in- involved with that. And why don't you go to thereitispod.com and look for the blog for this episode because that's where you can find the bracket. You can download it, fill it out yourself, and share it with us on social media at There It Is Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, follow the socks, like Rob was mentioning there on Twitter, at the underscore socks, Instagram at the socks official, and Facebook at the socks. And don't forget that you can also follow me on Twitter at Jason Far Jokes and on Instagram at Jason Far Picks. And also subscribe to our comedy lifestyle newsletter. You can find that on There It Is Pod 2, links in bio. Until next time, be good to each other. The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr. (laughs) 